Welcome, everyone, to the inaugural episode of Mills, a basketball podcast. I am, of course, your host, Cole Mills. And what to expect from this podcast going forward is whenever there's any breaking news from the NBA world, any reactions to games, I will be there to break them down and kind of preview what I think about what happened. Um, I've been a fan of basketball for a very long time. I am a Phoenix Suns fan, so luckily... That has been going very well for me for the first time in my life. Um, I grew up with the seven seconds or less Steve Nash, Phoenix Suns, and that's kind of how I got into basketball. And ever since then, I've fallen in love with it. Um, it's been one of the things that has been one of my passions. So that's why I'm starting this podcast now. Um, what you can expect for today is a breakdown of the NBA Finals, which start tonight, and kind of We see how the teams got there, and then also at the end, my prediction on who will win and in how many games. First, let's talk about the representatives from the Eastern Conference, and that is the Milwaukee Bucks. Last year in the bubble, they had a very disappointing season. They were the one seed. First round, they were able to get through the Orlando Magic easily. They had one game, but Orlando Magic always take one game in round one's a playoff series. But then they ran into the Miami Heat. That was where their issue came into fruition. They had Giannis, who was struggling a lot because they built a wall, pretty much defending Giannis and not letting him get to the rim, due to players like Jay Crowder and Bam Adebayo. And because of that, they lost 4-1 in the second round. It was a very disappointing, or was a very disappointing season. So in the offseason, they knew things had to change. First of those was Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe had been atrocious since he had gotten there. Wasn't a lot of production. So what they decided to do was send Eric Bledsoe and a bunch of picks to New Orleans Pelicans to acquire Drew Holiday. As well as that, they also acquired players like Bryn Forbes. And in the midseason, they acquired P.J. Tucker. But they also lost Dante DiVincenzo in the regular season due to an injury. And he's been out for the rest of the season. Um, Looking to this year... They got in as the third seed. Their first matchup was against the same Miami Heat team. A lot of people thought that this would be the same exact thing as last year. Giannis can't recover from this. This will be another first-round exit, and this will be a disappointing season. But then the Miami Heat did not show up and play well. They got absolutely dismantled. Bryn Forbes had spectacular series. Ben Forbes scored more points than Jimmy Butler. It was a crazy series, and it was a clean sweep. It was very much a blowout, and that's, I think, when people started to realize that this is not the same Bucks team as last year. And I think the biggest factor to that is Drew Holiday. And then in the second round, that was when they played against the Brooklyn Nets. The super team, they had Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. Luckily for them, Harden was hurt with a hamstring injury, Kyrie Irving hurt his ankle in, I think it was game two, and he was out for the rest of the series. And so really all they had to deal with was a hobbled half-effort James Harden and Kevin Durant. Although Kevin Durant played out of his mind and was spectacular during that series, if he would have had his foot one step further back, they would be probably in this situation right now. But because of that, they lost in game seven in overtime. And so they survived that. They beat the Brooklyn Nets, and looking forward to the next series, which is the Eastern Conference Finals, they were either going to play the 76ers or the Atlanta Hawks, 
And with the fall of the 76ers and Ben Simmons and all of that drama, the Atlanta Hawks managed to escape and get through. Looking at that series, it was 2-2 going into Game 5, and Giannis hyperextended his left knee, so he didn't play the rest of the series, but also Trey Young didn't either. Trey Young had his foot injury, which caused him to miss Game 5. He was available for Game 6, but he was not the same Trey Young, which was obvious when you were watching him. And so the co-stars of the Bucks just played better than the Hawks. That was just how it was. Brick Lopez started to play like a low-post threat again. Drew Holiday played great. Chris Middleton was spectacular. And now they're in the NBA Finals. And now we go to the Phoenix Suns. My team, the Phoenix Suns. If you would have told me last year that we would be in this situation, I would have said no way. That's just how it was because our team last year had promise. Last year we were made it into the bubble and we were 8-0. We had a very good run. The problem was that we still didn't make the playoffs, even going 8-0. So that was unfortunate, but we knew we had something that we could build upon. So what we decided to do in the offseason, what James Jones decided to do, was go all-in. He traded Kelly Oubre, um, Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, and two first-round picks for Chris Paul. At the, first, at the beginning of it, I was very concerned because Chris Paul has been known to be injured, but he also had a spectacular year with Oklahoma City, so I was very confident that they were going to be able to have him play well. And then we also added Jay Crowder, which now looking back at it was a very underrated signing because he has been spectacular in these playoffs. And then in a midseason trade, we got Torrey Craig for cash considerations from the Milwaukee Bucks. So first, I want to say congratulations to Torrey Craig for winning the NBA Finals, regardless of what team wins. And one of the biggest things that kind of happened this year was the impact of Chris Paul. Chris Paul kind of brought out all of the abilities of every single player, especially DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton, before this season, has been was very, I don't want to say the word soft, but he wasn't playing like a seven-foot big man. He was more of a turnaround, shoot a fadeaway mid-range jump shot, and I don't know what Chris Paul did to him. I don't know what caused him to finally flip the switch, but it happened, and now we are in the NBA Finals. But first, let's talk about how we got there in the first place. We were the second seed in the Western Conference, which was completely stacked, and in the first round, we had to play the Los Angeles Lakers. A lot of people said that this would kind of be the big test, and I think it really was, although we got injuries to Anthony Davis, which put him out. But that's the thing, injuries happen, and Anthony Davis hasn't been healthy for a full season ever. So blaming everything that happened on injuries is not something that's right. Um, we played spectacular. Everyone played great. It was a really, really good series, and we were able to pull out against the defending champions in six games. And so we advanced to the next round to play against the Denver Nuggets. Although the Denver Nuggets did not have Jamal Murray, they still had the league MVP in Nikola Jokic. And in that series, I think that was the turning point to realizing that, hey, we might actually have a shot this year. Because we were able to dismantle them in a sweep, which I was not expecting at all. I thought it was going to be a dogfight. I thought it was going to be Nikola Jokic putting up unbelievable numbers and when it turned out that it was just going to be 
a sweep, I was shocked. But, I mean, that's just credit to Monty Williams, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and everyone on the team. That's just a great, it was just a great played series, and we ended up sweeping. So we had a lot of rest. Meanwhile, the Clippers and the Jazz were going to six games, which turned out to be the Clippers prevailing. And so we played against the Clippers in the East, or in the Western Conference Finals. In that series, I was not super confident about kind of how our team was playing. But with Chris Paul being out due to COVID protocols and uh, him missing the first two games and it being 1-1, I regained the confidence. Although Chris Paul didn't play great in the first three games that he was back, Game 6 was one of the more iconic Chris Paul performances you'll probably ever see. 41 points, 8 assists, no turnovers. It was a spectacular game being played by him. It was something that... I won't forget because that was kind of the pivotal moment that I realized that we're going to the finals. After 10 years of me being a Suns fan and not even seeing the playoffs to all of a sudden us being in the NBA finals was unbelievable. But the job's not done yet. So kind of I want to break down what I think is going to happen from this series. Um, I think this matchup between the Bucks and the Suns is a very even matchup and is kind of what I want to see back in the NBA. I love seeing the games where you literally have no clue who's going to win. And I feel like that's kind of the biggest piece of this series is I think it's very much a toss-up. I think with Giannis being doubtful game one, I think that's going to play a big factor. If we can't If the Suns can't prevail without Giannis playing, there's going to be some issues. But I think this series is going to be super even because you have Giannis going up against Jay Crowder, which Jay Crowder was one of the main players who guarded Giannis last year when the Bucs got swept, and he played a great job defending him, and they had a player that was an athletic big like Bam behind him, which is very similar to what we have in DeAndre Ayton. Definitely not as athletic, but a lot more. It's very similar players. Meanwhile, if you look on the other side, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, one of them is going to be guarded by Drew Holiday, which is going to cause problems, as we could tell by the Hawks with Trey Young. Trey Young was getting swarmed by Drew Holiday, and he could not do anything. So whoever is guarded by Drew Holiday is going to have a lot harder of a time. I'm guessing they'll probably put Drew on Devin Booker and let and just let Chris Paul be guarded by, like, Chris Middleton. But I think that's going to be an interesting thing for Budenholzer to decide. I think that's going to be kind of, like, the deciding factor is the bench. I think the bench is going to be one of the biggest pieces that is a forgotten one, but is going to be one of the key pieces to who's actually going to win. Because I feel like the starting lineups are pretty much even. When you have... You have DeAndre Ayton and Brooke Lopez. They're kind of two polar opposite players. Both of them have their strengths and weaknesses. You have Giannis versus Jake Crowder, which as much as offensively, they're not as good. Defensively, I think Jay Crowder can defend Giannis very well. I don't think he'll be able to kind of shut him down as, he, as they did last year with the Miami Heat. But I feel like he'll be able to slow him down enough. When you look at P.J. Tucker, 
And then you look at a player like Devin Booker, who they might actually throw on P.J. Tucker or Mikkel Bridges. And Mikkel Bridges can guard Chris Middleton. I think that's going to be... I think the starting lineup is almost exactly a wash. So I think it's really going to come down to the bench players. The bench players like Pat Connaughton, Bryn Forbes, Bobby Portis for the Bucks, And then when you look at the Suns, you have players like Dario Saric. You have Cameron Johnson. You have Cameron Payne which those guys have stepped up and have been spectacular so far. You might even get a few Abdul Nader minutes if you need them. But I think that the bench is going to be one of the biggest factors in the series because I feel like the starting lineups are almost entirely a wash because they even each other out almost exactly. And I think that this series is going to be one that is very exciting. And I think this will be one of those series that kind of make sure that everyone realizes that this is how basketball should be. This should be how basketball is, not with super teams. It's a lot more exciting with this year's playoff run than any other year because there's been so much unpredictability. You have a team like the Lakers, who are the favorites to get out of the West, getting washed in the first round. You have a team like the Clippers, who had been struggling and lost Kawhi Leonard, and still made it to the Western Conference Finals. You have the fall of the 76ers, them being the one seed and supposed to be almost a lock for the Eastern Conference Finals, and having a team like Atlanta kind of come out of nowhere when they were terrible at the beginning of the year, and once Nate McMillan was on the team coaching them, they played so much better. So this year has been kind of a year of unpredictability. With especially with injuries, when you look at players like Donovan Mitchell, Jamal Murray didn't even play a game, LeBron, AD, Chris Paul, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis, Trey Young, you can keep the list goes on and on. You have the big three for Brooklyn. You had two of them out or, or hurt at almost the whole entire time. So I think this year is one of those years that's just unpredictable. So for me as a Phoenix Suns fan, I have no clue what's going to happen. What I want to see happen is Chris Paul be able to step up again like he did like he did in the last series and be able to continue that type of play. If he can do 20 and 10 with even if it's two turnovers a game, like that would be perfect. The problem is that Devin Booker has had his on and off games, so I really hope that Devin Booker will play and continue to play well, but if Drew Holiday's on him, it's going to be a lot more difficult for him. I think players like Mikel Bridges, Jay Crowder, those type of players will have to play massive roles in hitting their open threes and with Bridges cutting to the basket and being able to kind of make an impact on the game away from the ball. And so for me with my prediction, I'm... Not really sure. I think game one for sure will go to Phoenix. I'm not going to say for sure, but I th- I believe that they will because without Giannis, they're going to have Bobby Portis in, in instead. And instead of Brooke Lopez being guarded by Clint Capella and John Collins, they'll be guarded by Ayton and Jay Crowder, which could cause some issues. And also Mikel Bridges is going to be on Chris Middleton. I think that's one of the biggest pieces. Chris Middleton didn't really have anyone that could really stop him in the last series. 
there was really like Bogdanovich wasn't doing great. Kevin Herter wasn't really. Once they put Cam Reddish on him, that was a good sign, but by that time it was too late. But I think Mikel Bridges is way better than all of those defenders. So I think Chris Middleton will have a very hard time scoring. I think Devin Booker will have a hard time scoring because Drew Holiday will be on him. And I think this series is going to really just come down to bench depth and the role players being able to step up. And when you go with that, I think I give Phoenix the slight edge, especially, oh yeah, I didn't even talk about Torrey Craig either. Torrey Craig will be a key factor as well. There's a there's a key that, or there is really a difference between a team that goes eight people deep when you look at the Milwaukee Bucks, because besides that, the bench gets really shaky after that. Meanwhile, with the Suns, realistically, you could go way deeper because you have players like Javon Carter, Etwan Moore, who can step up and even if it's not score, just give you minutes that are just needed so then one of your star players can get rest. I think they can easily do that. Um, so I think it's really going to come down to the bench, and I think the Phoenix Suns have a slight edge. So because of that, I think I give the Phoenix Suns the slight edge. I think this series will go to seven. I think this is going to be a very exciting series. So if you're considering just not watching it, I would highly recommend watching this series because you will see a lot of players that are going to be faces of the future very soon for the NBA. You have Giannis, who has already been a face, and you have Devin Booker, who has really been hidden behind a really bad team and really bad management. But now with the rise and the signing of Monty Williams and Chris Paul, I think those have been the key biggest factors into Devin Booker going from, as people like to call him, an empty stats guy to a actual certified superstar. So because of that, I think the series is going to go seven. And for me, I do give the slight edge to the Phoenix Suns, bias included. So when I I think that this is going to be really close, I think one of the key pieces is going to be Giannis's leg injury. Hopefully he'll be able to be healed by the time game two comes around because I don't want to see another series that has one of the star players injured for the Phoenix or for playing against the Phoenix Suns. I would I would like to see that Bucks team fully healthy and I'd like to see what the Suns can do against it. So because of that, I would say the Suns will win this series in seven games. I think it's going to be one of those series that's going to just be a battle. I think there's going to be some high-scoring games. There's going to be some games that are... I wouldn't be surprised if there's an, like an 85-80 game just because of how good these teams are defensively. I think that there'll be games where Mike Budenholzer is absolutely outcoached by Monty Williams and I don't see Mike Budenholzer doing the same thing back. I think it's going to be the battle of coaching as well, and I would give that edge to Monty Williams. And so because of that, I would like to give the Suns in seven, and that is my prediction for the NBA Finals. I think Chris Paul will get his first ring, Devin Booker will get his first ring, and I think that that will kind of be... I think that's going to be what happens. I think... Chris Paul, after years of going through all of the narratives that he'll never win a ring, that he's too old now, I think all of that will finally be over when he 
raises the championship trophy. Finals MVP, I could easily see any of those three. I could see Chris Paul, Devin Booker, or DeAndre Ayton, depending on who kind of is the player who steps up. Um, I think any of them could win finals MVP, but I would like to see Chris Paul be able to win his first championship and be able to raise the finals MVP trophy at age 36. Um, I think that's about it for this series. Um, For looking ahead, I'll probably do some reactions after game one and game two. Hopefully, if there's anything crazy that happens before that, I will come on here and do another podcast. But besides that, I hope you all enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening to this first one. I know there was a couple of rough parts, but going forward, I'm going to try to keep on getting better and better as we do this. So thank you all so much for listening to me. Um, I appreciate every single one of you for listening. And I hope to see you all soon. And take care. See ya.